Welcome to the show. I'm sitting here together with Galef Roth. Welcome to the show, Galef. Thank you. Um, you are a dental technician? Uh, yes, I'm a dental technician. So tell us something about you. Uh, so I'm a dental technician. In the earlier or in the past, I worked for GC as a trainee for initial ceramics and sometimes for Gradia. Then I become yeah, more and more and more digital. I work actually now for maybe 10 or 12 years fully digital. Yeah, actually, that's an interesting story. How yeah. did you start with your digital lab workflow? So actually, I started because I'm yeah, sitting in the lab and thinking about... No, I started and sent models to other companies or to other milling centers in the past and want to have some copings or bridges. And I get them. And I saw sometimes it took a long time to get the bridge back and I have to layer it. I have only one day for layering. I said, oh, it, might, it must be possible to get the work faster or to get an actual uh, and good workflow. And sometimes I get some bad results. They are looking like you want to have it in a color like A3 and it looks some, in some parts like A4 and some parts like A1. And I have to say, no, I can't layer it or I can't work on bridges and crowns like that. And then I'm thinking to buy a milling machine. And that at that time there was only one company who has a small milling machine because we are a small lab. And I bought it. But I was, yeah, it was only a three-axis machine and I was limited because we, they have only small blocks. And then I searched for new machines and then I bought a five-axis machine. And yeah, I'm free to mill everything what I want to, but only no metals, only the soft materials. And then, yeah, I begin, oh, it starts to become more digital. So in the, at the first I want to, to mill for my own lab. And then the other colleagues asked me, is it possible for, you, for me to work or to get some crowns from you? And I said, yeah, maybe, yes. So actually, I become more like 50% in dental labor and 15% more, yeah, milling center or something you would call. I have a lot of small labs, their colleagues, they sent me some data or most of them, they sent me the models and I create for them the work. And so it started I to I became to I come to GC because the boss of GC asked me they have a new scanner. It's about eight years or seven years ago. I go to Leuven and visit them and have a look at them and they have some special features because they have some scan flex. It's actually in scan body, but it works as I say as a GPS system mm -hmm. and a scanner. If you if you put it on the model, the GPS knows where the implant is placed. And it's also like a scanner if you buy something in the supermarket. He knows from which company and which size the implant is. And that I found very interesting because if you work with scan bodies, you are matching and there's a failure about 10 or 20 microns by matching scan bodies. And if you do it in that way, GC do it, there's no, there are some, there's no matching. You have the precision of the scanner and they, that is maybe five or six microns failures and that was for me very interesting to work with that kind of scan flex and w with the scanner so we started with that then we do something more with antagonist holders and something like that and actually now we are now here at the IDS 2019 and we have a new scanner one it works well it's nice it's fast became more some other 
things we have. Uh, we have some. Yeah, it's only a prototype. We can put three dots on the model. Mm -hmm. You have maybe one on the upper and one on the lower row, and we can you can scan it, and you don't have have to make an uh, overview scan because the scanner, if you scan the upper and you scan the lowest goal, he also scans the points or the dots, and match it together. So we align the upper and the lower jaw. That's one feature new for GC. Also, we do uh, what we do is hybrid scan. If we have an, yeah, you have a model which is came from maybe from, we have no single dice, and you can't see the margin line correct. It is possible you scan the model. You have no correct margin line. You can scan the impression, mm -hmm. and then you put the impression, the margin line from the impression. We match it together with a gypsum model, and then you have a perfect margin line. That's one of the features. And also the scanner, yeah, I have a five megapixel camera. It became, it's more quality like other scanners on the market. So that's the story I worked around with GC company and yeah, do my digital workflow. And it became more and more and more. So actually they... They are standing a prototype for 3D printing. I think that will be, yeah, will be become on the market more and more interesting, because if we have more doctors, they will scan with an intraoral scanner. We must have in the lab a digital 3D printer, and so I think that will be the future, or that will be the way in the next maybe five, three years. And then, yeah, we will see how it works and how it will go. If we have the materials for the 3D printing, maybe we can print in three or five or ten years in multi-layer. Oh. Then it will become more interesting for the dental technicians to print multi-layers. And then I think milling will become much lower interesting. Do you think the multi-layer printing will still take uh, up to ten years? Or? I don't know. I think actually we can print only provisional material so first the first step is done we can print some something and put it in the mouse but no only for temporary mm. so i think the next step will be to have a material to stay in the mouse for a longer time and then yeah we we need the printers which can layer two or three or five materials and i think that will be take maybe five or six or ten years because there's no actually no 3d printer on the dental market i know it because there are some big yeah other exhibitions there are 3d printers standing but they cost about five hundred thousand euros or one million and i think we don't discuss about that <laughs> no uh, because uh, i mean it's just like just from my point of view i yeah. we have The different colored composites on the market yes. in every kind of viscosity. I could imagine that uh, since the colors are there, maybe we even have like future scanner will have a spectrometer inside to pick up the right scan. If I if I say that, I will, yeah, how to say it in an okay, it might be very difficult <laughs> to, <laughs> to, for, to an, for a dental technician. If I say that, mm. I will kill the job of a dental technician because yes, if we have an intraoral scanner who can match the color of the neighbor tooth mm. and we have a program which told me, yeah, you have to put on that place A3, you have to put there the enamel, you have to put there something like D3 or B3. Yeah, I'm 
a dental technician who layers and who mills. And so they're sprinting, no layering, or they're sprinting, no milling for me, and no layering because, yeah, then it's very easy job to make a photo and say, yeah, put it there and there. But I think, yes, it will come. Mm. But not in the next 10 years. I mean, on the other hand, you've been working digitally yeah. for over 10 yeah. years, so you yeah. can kind of <laughs> know that there will be really huge step suddenly. I mean, it's not yeah. like some new economy player will suddenly enter the market yeah. and disrupt it, since we also won't see a big disruption by all these Aligner companies yes. who are starting up with their scan shops in Berlin, uh, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even think they're not even a lot of cheaper. <laughs> no, I think the, the market, the dental market or the market for dental technicians is changing actually and will become yeah other ways other you have to do other works like uh, now actually you layer but maybe you have a milling center or a printing center or you will work with new materials like printing materials i think it will change you have to think digital in the dental technician time now actually if you want to work maybe the next 10 years you you must have a scanner because you will get more data and you must think digital because it will become normal it's normal like for us it's actually normally to layer a crown but think about 10 years later it's normal to print it in multicolor nobody will layer it because mm. it took a long time and it's too expensive to do that yeah when you also look at the mono blocks yes. uh, for lisi for yeah. example yeah. where these are just a bit painted and that's it so they look nice if you have some yeah monolithical things like lisi or sarah smart or whatever um yeah you paint it and it looks in the interior it looks well don't do a front uh, don't do it in the front with a single crown but actually There are guys, they have an amalgam in their mouth. They have gold in the mouth. Nobody talk about the color of gold. Mm. If you have there a monochrome material, which you can mill and paint, it's a good quality. Yes, it works. So I do it every time. And I think, yeah, if they will be possible to produce materials like maybe Sarah Smart in a multi-layer or lazy blocks in multi-layer then it become more popular to mill it for mm. crowns and I think that will be the future to have materials in multi-layer for milling actually they will become faster I think that will be maybe one year maybe a half year maybe two years but we will have more multi-layer materials like you see here at the exhibition a lot of companies sell multi-layer zirconia blanks mm. If I look backward, two years back, there were still three, four, five companies who, who shows multi-layer. Actually, everybody has multi-layer zirconium on. So I think it will come on the market more multi-layer and more milling. And then if it become more popular or the 3D printers are cheaper for multi-layers mm. <laughs> or material are available, nobody will mill because it's the best way is to 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 build a crown in an additive way mm. so i think in the future we will all will mill not more mill we will all print if you have the materials like that but actually now we have to work with lazy or with 
Sarasmart and we paint it and I think they are good materials and we get a lot of good results. I'm so sometimes a bit surprised that dental technician likes the Sarasmart. <laughs> no, it's for me. I like the Sarasmart because I have a doctor. It's a girl. She, she worked with me a long time. And yeah, sorry that I say it <laughs> with, with blocks from another company, mm. like the Emacs blocks. And I do the work on the left side of the upper jaw in Empress. Mm. It's a long time ago. And then we make the right side, and I do it with Emacs, because there are still not the materials existing from GC like Lisi. And then she asked me, oh, what have you done on the right side with the material? Because the left side, is not, it's not looking like the same. I said, yeah, one side is Emacs and one side is Empress. He said, yeah, but the Empress is looking nicer because there's like the chameleon effect more. You can't see that as an inlay. And actually we do every work like with Empress. Mm. And then I got the Sarasmart blanks. And I said, oh, maybe we can do an inlay or an crown, short crown with that kind of material. And I do something, I, I milled the inlay in Emacs, uh, no, sorry, in, in Empress, and I milled it in Sarasmart. Give her both and say to her, look, that is ceramic, and the other one is hybrid filled composite. You can glue it both like you do every time. You can choose what you want to have Please try it. And she took, she tried both and she took the Sarasmart. So actually, they stay in the mouth about for five or six years and it works very well because it's not so strong like the ceramic. Mm. The, uh, the operation is nice and it works well, it fits well. We see the girl twice a year because I'm interested how, how the material works. And actually, we learn more and more and more in Sarasmart. Like, the, like those inlays or small crowns. Okay, but they but work well. What do you mean with uh, small crowns? Is it like an onlay crown? Yeah, it's like an onlay oh, okay. crown. Or if you do some tabletops, okay. we do it with, with that, yes. yes. So that's interesting. And have you already uh, tested the new Sarah Smart as well? Yes, yes. I think they are, yeah, it's an interesting material. It works as the same for. For the milling machine, it's the same. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, machine, no, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> you have to choose other, some, a little bit of parameters, mm. how, how fast the burr goes through the block. But for a milling machine, it didn't ask you to mill Sarah Smart or Lisi or something like that. You, ha you have to choose the right parameter and mm. you will do it. But actually, yeah, you have to do some, some small finishing work to sometimes you polished it by hand. Then you can see the, dif the difference between the materials. Or you have to layer it or to glaze it mm. in the oven. And I think, yes, the new material is quite good as the, or better than the old material. And it works too also. So I tried it, we tested it, but I can't say it. we have a patient with the new Sarah Smart blocks staying for five or mm. four years because they are too new. Yeah. So fine. maybe in, in five years, feel comfortable to ask me and can <laughs> I can I can show you results or can talk yeah. to you about you also it. mentioned glazing y y what the Sarah Smart yeah. I, I do it by optic glaze color okay we can discuss if it makes sense to glaze it in the 
Yeah, occlusal part. Yeah, for first it looks nice, and after two weeks or two months, there is no optic glaze still on the occlusal part because it, there's separation and there's no still optic glaze on the on the occlusal part, but it works. For me, you have to do something. You have to polish it, or you have to glaze it with with optic glaze. If you don't do it, you got more operation on the material. Okay. But yeah. you rather rec would you recommend it on the occlusal side, for example, to just polish it? Yeah, or it depends on. No, I think it's it's easier to polish it because you got the shining uh, and the look that will stay for the time. I mean, it's uh, good to know for people who probably I'm not using Cerasmart so yeah. often that you're <laughs> recommending it to just to polish it. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, for me, because if you do, yes, it looks nicer to, to, to put opticlase on it. You can do some brown fissures, you can do some white spot or what you want, okay. But if you have a look at the end, at maybe at two months or three months, there will be no more brown fissure if the patient cleans the tooth by brushing the tooth, because there's an operation. And there's there are no more white spots on it, and no more dark fissures. So if you polished it, and it looks like monochromically, and you have a look at two months, you will see a dark fissure because there are some parts sitting in the fissure. Mm. Yeah. So it looks more naturally for me, but feel free to do it with optic lace. Yeah, yeah no. There's always a big argument, even in the posterior. Yeah. Should do we need any characterizations or not? There won't be an easy answer for that no. as well. Some guys they have gold crowns inside, mm. and you didn't see it. So maybe that's like for us dental technicians or for the doctors, we can see oh what nice work we have done, or for showing the patient maybe also. It looks nicer to have it painted. If you have an intraoral camera, you can show it how the work is fitting and how the work looks like. Or he's self-looking by a mirror. And then she says, yeah, it looks like the neighbor tooth because there are dark fissures. I like uh, to always tint uh, fissures uh, yeah. when doing direct composite works. Yes. For that, people said, oh, it's ni a nice advice. And be, uh, now we're rather saying, oh, I don't see any difference because due to the depth of field you give it with this little paint uh, tricks, yeah. it's getting more natural. Yeah, for sure. But think about you are doing layering in different materials. Mm. We are doing milling one bl monochromic block and put the layering above. So you, if you, uh, uh, we do no layering, we do an, an, an glazing above. Mm. So if it is possible to have, yeah, if you do something like you, 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 you only mill in base and then you also you can do it, but it's a lot of work. Mm. You do in base and you mill such an onlay and you erase the occlusal, then you can paint it, then you put new layerings PMMAs above like Gradia or Gradia Plus yeah it's possible mm. look nice and then it will work with the color for a long time or for every time mm. yeah yeah okay the possibilities are endless <laughs> yes. uh, even like the cut back techniques yeah. in, uh, in the interior yes. are very very interesting yeah. and I could even think about 
dental application that yeah. uh, will just match the tooth uh, form for the anterior and just yes. uh, for a little bit adding it that we cut back into early the incisal yeah. and add some material, add some composite there. Yeah. Yeah. Could be an option for Maybe. big build-ups yeah. or existing crowns who yeah. need some fast yeah. replacements. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Galef. It's nice. Yeah. It was a nice talk with you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We, it was also about digital workflow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry about I'm too fast for the digital workflow. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah.